The big question is this, how do we use the seven step blueprint to help you or people you influence become more physically healthy than 98% of the people you know and in your community? That's what today's episode is all about. Let's get stuck into it straight away. Today's episode of the new science of physical health. All right, the very first thing we gotta do is define what ischemia is, okay? So ischemia is a restriction in blood supply to the tissues, so anywhere in the body. There's actually, I'm going to go through, I think there's about um, 15 or 16 different types of ischemia. And I'm gonna go through some of them, some of the major ones in just a moment. Um, Before I get to that, ischemia is a nasty, nasty disease. Have you ever heard of somebody that said, oh, they had a minor heart attack, or they had a minor stroke? What happens is when there's a, a when blood supply is cut off because of some of the other things we've already talked about in in um, in atherosclerosis, when it's cut off, it's a problem because it can cause damage to a small section of the body and what's called a dysfunction of the tissue. The classic one is called a myocardial ischemia. Now, for those of you who don't know this terminology. The word myocardial tissue means heart muscle. So myocardial is heart. They talk about something, doctors talk about something called a myocardial infarction. That means heart attack. Now, what many, in fact, I would defy, ask 100 people, see how many people get this question right. If I said to you, what is ischemia of the heart tissue? Most people would go, I don't know. And would most people, if you ask them this follow-on question, can you have a heart attack that is only that kills off a portion of the heart, like maybe a 20 cent piece, or a, if depending on what country you live, that might be, I don't know what they are, size coins are in America, but let's just say, look up, if you don't know this, look up an Australian 20 cent piece, whatever that is in America, a dime or whatever it is in your country. I don't really know. There's lots of different countries listening to this show, this episode. So, ischemia is the death of a tissue, part of a tissue. So let's just think of looking at a heart muscle, and I've got a diagram of this and a video of this that goes with a course, the um, the course that goes with the seven-step blueprint. So there is a course that's coming out. It's not out as I record this, but it will be coming out. So the, um, the tissue dies in a certain part of the body, but think of the heart and think of a small circular piece where it dies. That's because oxygen gets cut off and therefore, that part of them then, some for whatever reason, uh, medical reason, it only kills off a portion of the heart, and that can be caused called a minor heart attack. So that's the definition of ischemia. That's what ischemia is. Nasty disease. But check this out, right? When you go to your doctor, they will do a diagnosis as whether or not you've had any ischemia. Okay. So there's different um, signs and symptoms. So let's just have a look at first of all some of the um, some of the symptoms of ischemia. So some people get things like you can get neck jaw, neck jaw. What am I talking about? Neck or jaw pain. You can get so that's if you have a blockage of blood vessels somewhere in the neck or arm going up to the brain. You can get shoulder and arm pain. Sometimes you can get this a really rapid heartbeat which we talked about in the previous part with arrhythmia, but it could be caused by a, uh, a, um, a an ischemia attack because you're getting a blockage of blood supply. 
So, and the blood is trying to pump, the heart is trying to pump faster to get the blood through. Shortness of breath when you're physically active. So you will get shortness of breath when you're physically active, but extreme shortness of breath is an ischemia. You can get nausea and vomiting, sweating and fatigue. So there's some of the symptoms, okay? So as I said, what happens is you get restricted blood flow to the um, a part of the body, typically when it's really dangerous, well, there's a lot of really dangerous ones, but one that can threaten your life is in the coronary arteries. That's the arteries in the heart. So the low blood flow decreases the amount of oxygen that your muscles receive, particularly the heart muscle. The heart, the heart is a muscle. Got to have oxygen, otherwise it stops pumping. So myocardial or heart ischemia can develop slowly as arteries become blocked over time. And we talked about that process on atherosclerosis. So the, the, the objective here is to be able to, well, before the objective, before I get to that part and the diagnosis and what doctors do and all that kind of stuff, let me just talk about the diagnosis side of things. And this is what happens here. So this is like this amazing amount of medical technology if you get diagnosed by, if a doctor wants to diagnose it, so they can do an electrocardiogram, that's where they stick electrodes to your skin and they record the electrical activity of the heart and they try to see changes in the heart's electrical activity as a sign of damage to a certain part of the heart if you have had an ischemic attack at the heart. Um, sometimes doctors will do a stress test and they want to check. This is all related to the heart, right? This is the major, major type of ischemia that you can develop, the one that threatens your life almost immediately. You can get a heart rhythm, so blood pressure and breathing are monitored while you're walking on this treadmill. This is a stress test, okay? And then the physical activity makes your heart pump harder and faster than usual. So you, the, what happens is the stress test can detect whether there are heart problems where some of the heart tissue might have died off. They do other things like echocardiograms. that's listening to the sound waves directed in the heart to see if part of the chambers aren't functioning properly. They do this thing called a nuclear stress test. Small amounts of radioactive material are ejected into your bloodstream. And while you're doing physical activity on a treadmill, your doctor can watch it flow through the heart and lungs to see whether or not there's any death of tissue in that muscle tissue in around the heart at that time cardiac things called cardiac CT scans, whole bunch of different things to see whether or not you've had some type of ischemic attack. So then what doctors do is this. Their job, if, it, if you have had ischemia happen to you, so right now, millions of people around the world, millions and millions and millions and millions of people, no ischemia, no death of heart tissue or no death of other tissue and other parts of the body as a result of blocked blood vessels. However, they're in the middle of the progressive stage of ischemia developing down the track. And that's why I talk to people about you as an individual looking after yourself with the seven-step blueprint. And then you, if you're an influencer, taking care of people's understanding of what the impact quadrant actually means. Because listen to this. If you get to the stage where you just don't just progress, but you have an ischemic attack, blood supply is cut off, and a part of your heart tissue dies, or it could be another part of your body, like a brain. I'll talk about the other parts in a minute. This is what doctors prescribe. Sometimes they prescribe aspirin. That's pretty easy to do, but you have to take aspirin on a permanent basis as a blood thinner to help prevent blockage. Sometimes they give you this medication called a nitrate. What a nitrate does, is it's a medication, man-made, human-made, and the medications widen arteries, improving blood flow, to and from your heart. 
So better blood flow means your heart doesn't have to work as hard. Think about that. They give you this medication called a nitrate to make your blood vessels more elastic so that you're so more flexible so that your heart doesn't have to pump as hard and it won't have another ischemic attack where a part of the heart muscle might die off. Right? You can get these things called beta blockers that sometimes doctors give you. And those medications help relax your heart muscle and slow your heartbeat and decrease blood pressure so it can flow more easily. Are you getting the theme here? If you go back to what the influencer framework is all about, the number one factor you can control, and it's designed to improve and cause adaptations. So what these medications do is they're a replacement for physiological adaptations that have not happened because of your low physical activity levels. And we know that people have low physical activity levels because we know what the data says. We know, for example, in Australian school, Australian teenagers aged 15 to 17, 98.1% of teenagers don't meet the minimum physical activity levels for in order to be healthy on a weekly basis. That's the Australian Medical Authority's um, chief medical doctor, the president of the Australian Medical Authority, Dr. Tony Bartoni said in a quote in October of 2019, 98.1% of teenagers in Australia do not meet 15 to 17 year olds heading towards adulthood do not meet the minimum guidelines for physical activity in order to be physically healthy. Now they're still at school. So they've still got some association with having to do a physical education class, but they're about to head into adulthood. What stops when you go to adulthood? Forced physical activity stops. It's over. You don't have to do PE classes anymore. You don't have to go to a gym. You get to choose. So here's the great problem I have in the way in which things are currently structured around the world. And I know I've talked to Professor Wisloff in Norway. I've talked to um, Dr. Kenneth Cooper out of Dallas, Texas in Nashville in the United States. Here's the great problem that I have. We don't have the concept of if you're not doing enough physical activity pull on a weekly basis in order to cause physiological adaptations, improvements in the structure of your heart and blood vessels and muscle tissue and cells. If you're not doing that, then you're going to head into this stage where you could end up with having an ischemic attack. Now, if you're not doing the amount, the correct amount at 15 to 17, and it's the same around the world, it's not just Australia, but if you're not doing it at 15 to 17, is it getting better at ages 20 to 25, 25 to 30? I know what the data says, it's not getting any better. So over time, say 15 years of age to 35 years of age, that's 20, 20 years worth of time elapse, people start to get blockages of the blood vessel. And doctors can start, I know people in their 30s who have had nitrates, aspirin, things called calcium channel blockers. I'm not even going to go into what that is. Cholesterol-lowering medication, um, which, we, you know, those medications decrease the primary material that deposits inside the arteries, particularly the coronary arteries, the ones around the heart. Okay, there's other things called ACE inhibitors, and those medications help relax blood vessels and lower blood pressure. Now, if you're a person who's already in the advanced sta stages of, or under threat of having an ischemic attack, ischemic attack where part of the heart tissue might die off, then you want to take your doctor's advice. You want to do that. Here's my question to you. 
If it's either for you that you're listening to this episode about the impact quadrant, or it's for people that you influence, why would you want people to have to go down this pathway of taking all these medications, okay? There's another one called Renexa. Medication helps relax your coronary artery to ease this pain called angina, which is the pain around the chest and the heart, okay? And it's prescribed with other medications, such as things like calcium channel blockers, beta blockers, and nitrates. Why would you want people to get to that stage where their bodies are compelled? In order for them to stay alive and to stay out of hospital, their bodies are compelled to take these types of medications. Why don't we change that whole philosophy? And that's the point of the impact quadrant is let's move people out of this part of the disease funnel called ischemia and let's get people into a situation where they don't even have to have medication or, heaven forbid, if it gets so bad, you can have these types of surgery. And this is the truly the disease funnel in action. Okay. Um, you have to have angioplasty and, and stenting. So, so what that is, it's a long, thin tube called a catheter that's inserted into the narrow part of your artery. So let's say it's at your heart. Let's say it's in your neck. A wire, this is unbelievable. A wire, this is where people are headed right now that don't have any symptoms because they don't know what's happening because they don't know what ischemia is. But to remove the threat of ischemia, a wire with a tiny balloon is threaded into the narrowed part area of an inflated inflated to widen the artery. A balloon, a small wire mesh, so a piece of coil, is a stent. It's usually inserted to keep the artery open. So you've either got a balloon in there or you've got a piece of wire mesh in there. That's called, and that's another, that's a surgical technique to prevent ischemia from happening so you can keep the blood flow going. Or... You could, you could go and learn inside my course all about the influencer framework in step two and what is the, what you have to control out of those six things and then use step five and six of this blueprint so that you don't ever have to get into a situation where you have surgery. That, that's the options. So you can go down those pathways. Millions and millions. I'm probably thinking about, I don't know, if, if 18 million people die, that means 36 million people have a heart attack. I would say over 100 million people worldwide, from the data that I've read, over 100 million people worldwide will be under threat of ischemia, who aren't right now, and will be in the next two five, two to three years, who aren't right now. Because they might be 25 right now, but at 28, 35, 40, they will be, unless they understand this concept. So another surgery is, if it gets bad enough, doctors do. And I've interviewed a person who's done this. They do open heart surgery. So I interviewed Dr. Hugh Wolferden from the um, uh, the Prince Alfred Hospital here in Sydney, Australia. And he does this, coronary artery bypass surgery. Open you up, try and bypass your artery, put re- re- reroute the blood vessel, so to speak, then sew, back, sew your chest back up. I think it's like three months or something before you come out of hospital. You're in intensive care. That's if it gets that bad, you will have coronary artery bypass surgery. When I was interviewing Dr. Wolfen and he says to me um, about this whole concept, I said, so do you ever think like you just, like what happens when you open someone up? And he said to me, look, Shane, what we often do is we do a bypass surgery on, so that's where you stop the heart, stop the function of the lungs, transfer it to a machine next to the operating table, and they open your chest up. That's what open heart surgery is. 
And he said, often what we do is we do the um the plumbing work. That's what he called it. We do the plumbing. We reroute the blood flow, sew the person back up. And he said, we hope for the best. I go, what do you mean you hope for the best? He said, there are hundreds and hundreds of tiny little blood vessels that have the disease atherosclerosis in them, but they're too tiny and we can't do anything with them. And I said, so what happens to those people? Well, sometimes they get ischemia of the heart, exactly what I'm just describing, partial death of the muscle tissue, which means it's permanently impaired, doesn't function properly, gives you shortness of breath, and you live a life where you might spend 10, 15, 20 years of your life living with this permanent disability before you pass away. So you get coronary. And and so he said to me, we just hope for the best. I go, that's not a good plan, is it? He said, no. He said, once they get to my operating table, this is Dr. Hugh Wolferden. He goes to me, once they get to my operating table, the horse is bolted. He said, it's over. He said, we're just trying to hold off the progression of the disease as best we can. That's an interesting perspective from a person who is an open heart surgeon. And then there's this other one called enhanced external counter counter pulsation. I don't even need to talk about that because that's that we're getting too complicated here. Um, the bottom line, though, is about ischemia. Is that the main part of it is that it happens to happens to the heart, the the, the human heart, and it happens in other parts of the body as well, where it can deprive the body of oxygen. The one that causes heart attack and the one that causes problem. And what we want to do is we want to get people away from having ischemic attacks, whether it's in the brain, so the, the artery going up to the neck, which is uh, through the neck, called the carotid artery. The simple goal is this. Use step two inside the course when that comes out and use step five and six inside the course when that comes out to drive your body away from that. All right, let's go into the last part now because what I want to talk about here is this concept of thrombosis. All right, everybody, look, this episode is getting a little bit longer than I expected it to, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to divide it up into a few parts because if I put it all together, the whole episode is going to be over an hour long, and I don't want it to be an hour long. So you can go and listen to the next episode um, straight away, but what I'd like to do is, so I'm going to publish them, I've published them all straight away, but what I'd like to do is, I'll break this up, finish this episode here, say thank you so much for joining me, and get to the next part, so you've listened to this part, and it goes, the sequence follows on directly in the next episode. Alright everybody, see you in just a moment, in the next episode. Well, I won't see you, but you'll hear me in the next episode. Alright, talk to you shortly, bye.